With 25% off all new and up to 70% off previously leased furnishings, do you really need a better reason to party? We don't think so. Come visit our new Court Furniture Clearance Center with more than 9,000 square feet of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home and office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. Free food, prizes, and fun all weekend long at our Chandelier Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Hey everybody, it's Steve Agee and you're about to listen to another amazing episode of Steve Agee. Uh, uh, my guest this week is uh, comedian and now author Dave Hill. Uh, I met Dave a few years ago and uh, he's an amazing person and an amazing guitarist. And um, I'm going to warn you, this is a very guitar tech heavy episode. We talk a lot about music. And um, I brought my guitar in so Dave could uh, show his shredding abilities, which he does. And we also talk about uh, Dave doing stand-up in a maximum security prison, which is one of my favorite stories ever from anybody. It's amazing. And um, that's it. A lot of other great stuff, too. So have a listen, and we'll talk to you later. Enjoy. Though, not to bring up Moby again, but that's what he he plays Epiphone to SGs. Does he really? Because he's like, I can I can throw it across the room or out across the state. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And uh, if it breaks, I just get another one. But uh, I had an SG. I, had, I bought one like last year, but they're so like, those guitars especially, I think you, it's like you could play 50 of the same model and get some of them might sound. be cool. Like I'd, I had a dud. And I just got rid of it. Uh, I would have bought it off you. It was sweet. It was like a custom shop. I bought it. A guy in Brooklyn was like, yeah. needed money fast. And I... Crack. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> bam. I mean, I, I gave him like 1500 bucks for like, probably like a $3,000 guitar. Yeah. But it was like, I got it home. I just never connected with it. You're listening to Tech Talk. <laughs> Steve and Dave. And uh, today's oh, yeah. uh, episode is all about uh, guitars. <laughs> it's all stuff. I know last week we talked a lot about pedals. and um, Really? <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing is I could just sit and talk about that all day. I could too. I had uh, John Koneski from Tenacious oh, D on uh, like a couple weeks. His episode's actually airing this week. And um, we just kind of geeked out a bunch. He's sweet. He's really fucking good. You're. I didn't. I knew for a long time that you were in band. I knew about Valley Lodge, but I. I never had listened because I was like, oh, another actor comedian with a band, and then um, I saw the video for uh, your song, um, "All of My Loving." Oh, with the naked dudes. Holy shit! Anybody listening to this right now should pause the <laughs> podcast, go to YouTube, and. Um, and search uh, Valley Lodge. Uh, all of my loving, loving, loving. I, I tend to not like uh, when people get rid of the G, but I may, in fact, have done it myself. Uh, regardless, if you just type in loving, yeah, without it's the apostrophe, come up. it'll come up. Uh, 
It's the best video. It's it's Dave walking around his house and all his furniture is naked dudes. Like there's a bookshelf of naked guys. Like there's like like six guys. Yeah, making naked guys. It was crazy because normally, uh, you know, the band um, and I agree for backing it up a little bit. I agree that it's. Uh, Sounds if someone does one thing and then they also have a band. Statistically speaking, it's going to be horrible. But um, you're really good. And they oh, should. Thanks. <laughs> they should also check out Valley Lodge. Um, did you only do two albums? We have two, but we're they're, almost done with the third now. That's the best really, one. They're really fucking good. Thank really you. Really fucking good. I have both you. of them, and they're oh wow. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. They're fucking awesome. I think you like the the third one. Is I feel like it's going to be the best of one and two combined into. <laughs> and after I saw that, I like started, you know, searching videos of you. Anything I was like, Dave Hill guitar. It's like, <laughs> and you're fucking really, really fucking good. Oh, thank you. Like, I guess they would call you a shredder. Like, finish shredding. The some of the stuff that's online is like not comparable to like Valley Lodge. Like, you have some like really, you know, like technically like heavy shit that you can play yeah i can't well like you're fast you. yeah i got some well this is there's i try to sneak it into valley lodge a little bit but it's not because it's more like power pop like big yeah. star cheap trick yeah so i'll throw in a little shredding but uh, but you know you don't i prefer like a nice melodic solo that suits the song yeah it doesn't go that doesn't go with power pop yeah you know? but I, live especially if you see us live there's a lot of shredding um, I add I add more extra shredding to the live show, but but you know what? This is the thing. I, being and I think you can relate to this. I'm sure you can, but being like in comedy and writing and everything, like it's so subjective. Mm -hmm. Like in crazy making, you're like no matter what, you can be like that's fucking horrible. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. but guitar. A specifically shredding I mean even songwriting it's like I don't fucking know some days think it's good some, but shredding and just technical playing you can practice and you can at least go like this can't be debated I'm definitely better than I was last week yeah and it's the one thing that I do and that I can say that about so I, that's why I think I'm into it plus it's really fun when did you start playing guitar I was like 13 what was your first guitar just like a Japanese and what made you did you ask your parents to buy a guitar, or were you like, you bought your own guitar? No, I was total, like, um, total privileged white kid. <laughs> no, no, not really, but um, I I wanted to, from, like, the age of seven, my, I mean, my dad had Led Zeppelin four, and that yeah. was my transformative thing, because before that, it was, like, the Beatles, and I was like, oh, that's great, and pop music, and then I heard that, and I was yeah. like, this is it, this yeah. is what I want to do, and then my parents truly thought it would mean I would be on drugs and into Satan. And so they were like, you can, you have to take piano lessons for three years before you can yeah. study, get, do anything with the guitar. It's great. So I did that. And then I kind of had a weird like year from between 11 and 12 where I don't know what was going on with me. You're just doing drugs. And yeah. Satan, like your parents warned against yeah and then when i was 12 i started picking up my dad's like uh classical guitar and figuring out you know smoke on the water and the main songs you're supposed to learn on one string and then at 13 i then it then it was then i jumped in and i learned yeah i just got some japanese guitar and then um when i was like 
had that for a few years. And then somewhere during high school, I got a Kramer Pacer, basically like the Eddie Van Halen Floyd Rose. Yeah, yeah. It's basically like a, yeah, it's like Eddie Van Halen guitar. Yeah. And my dad just moved out of the... Was it the same color and everything? Red, white, and black? No, I wish. I mean, it was basically, it had a pick guard and like extra pickups, but it was basically the humbucker and the Floyd Rose. and, And, um, and it was in my dad's basement for 20 years untouched no shit and i had to go get all my shit back reese got out because he moved and it was all they're like dave you gotta get your shit out of the house 20 years 20 years in the basement i took it out still in tune no shit <laughs> yeah and it was right re- it was ready to go so i took it back to new york with me was it something you for even totally f- had forgotten about too like I mean, yeah, I wasn't on my radar. I mean, like, yeah. I would have eventually... I think when I sit there, because occasionally I go through, I'm like, try to remember what guitars I have. Because some yeah. of them are on Permalone and stuff. Yes, and, I have a few of those know. out that I haven't seen in years. <laughs> yeah, but then you get them back, and it's like, hey, new guitar. I, but also, like, I emailed a friend, like, a couple months ago saying, hey, do you still have my... Stuart Spector bass guitar. I had this awesome Stuart Spector bass that was like gold fleck painted. Like it looked cool. It looked like a, you know, a funk guitar or something. And, um, she's like, I don't have your bass. I was like, fucking really. And so now I, I I have no, I, one of her musician friends probably borrowed it and is, yeah, they get away. I mean, there's, yeah, I have a few that are like, I don't know where they are, but the ones, the, the A team, I keep it home. <laughs> How many guitars do you have at your house? In my apartment, yeah. I probably have like 15. Fuck. And then I probably have like five or six kind of out there somewhere. I have to remember. <laughs> Is it like a sickness for you? Like if you get like a paycheck that's like pretty decent, you're like, I, I got to buy a guitar. Yeah. I mean, it's truly, I've talked to my therapist about it because yeah. it's kicked in. I don't genuinely think it's a problem because I think my only vices are guitars and suits are the only two things. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm actually surprised you're not wearing a suit right now. I know. It, it is I'm, hot as shit out, though. Well, I, I was thinking of going running after this. How I long are you in L.A. for? For another week. How many uh, suits did you bring? Actually, I only brought two sport coats. Is it... <laughs> is it a pain in the ass traveling with suits? Yeah. Like, you have to use a garment bag and... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a little... I kind of just throw them in a, flip them over and throw them in the suitcase. I'm not too good to them, but um, but yeah, it's horrible, especially going to. I, first of all, anytime I talk about clothes, all I can think of is what a fucking asshole I sound like. <laughs> like it's such a douchey. Like oh, when I travel, but basically, if I go somewhere, like for example, I'm going to go to London for a lot of October. Yeah, and that's oh, you got to have a suit. Got to have a lot of suits. And, yeah, uh, and so. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. You have to check an extra bag. There are only three people I think of as only ever wearing suits. You're one, Paul Tompkins, and Jeff Davis. Mm-hmm. Harmon Towns, Jeff Davis. And whose line is it anyways? Jeff Davis. Yeah. And I'm really jealous. I'm so not... A, I own one suit, It's and I bought it a few years ago for a New Year's Eve party. I was like, I'm going to dress up and freak everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to buy a suit that I can wear anytime, like uh, just black, just black yeah. coat and and tie, you know, Reservoir Dogs style, I guess. That's good. And, I think uh, I've seen photos of you in the suit and you look great. And it's the only one I have. And I'm jealous whenever I see people in suits. I'm like, fuck, man. Kind of looks awesome, but 
I, I'm so like I get really uncomfortable with a tie like I get claustrophobic with it's, a tie around my neck I have to admit like I depend I basically I mean for my whole life anytime I put on a suit and tie part of me feels like a 60 year old man at a wedding who's wasted and had like everyone serving of beef and chicken like I feel <laughs> I just feel like uh, like but um at the same time, like a nice velvet jacket or suit, if you if you can go the full suit. Yours are it. tend to be very velvety. I like a nice, yeah. I figure swing for the fences. It's yeah. also very, very hot. Like it's temperature wise, and but I like to write kind of like because I you know I have a comedic build, so I like to wrap it up. You know what I mean? You hide it under under velvet. A comedic. People don't I have really a Comic Con <laughs> physique. <laughs> yeah, it's very like I'm not in horrible shape, like, but I, you know, it, I was, it's it's like a flab and and such. And so you throw on like man. a a jacket plus velvet and stuff like that. People want to touch it. So, yeah. So the, if you're not like my goal is to leave the house and have you know chicks touching me, but it's going to happen. Yeah, like what? It's, it's true. Like what is that? And then they're already touching you. Like wow, velvet. <laughs> Pet, I'm petting the foam cover right now. It's nice, oh, right? It's yeah, yeah. I loved velvet. I did uh, ecstasy once, and um, my friend had like a velvet couch in her apartment. We were on ecstasy, and I was just like. Holy shit. Like, velvet feels great when you're sober, but uh, when I was on <laughs> ecstasy, it was one of the most amazing things. All we did was <laughs> sit in a room and draw, listening to classical music, and <laughs> and uh, and sit on this velvet couch, and then rub lotion on each other for like six or seven hours. Wow. That sounds like a nice time. It was pretty awesome. And I would have done ecstasy a lot more because that was such a great high but um i don't even know how uh, because of velvet i guess but uh it, the come down was so brutal and that, i was like so depressed for like three days i was like well i can't do this again yeah it's, that's that's what, what i've heard and it drains your spinal fluid or maybe that, i think that's, that's why what they want us to believe i think that's why i hurt so much here at uh, tech talk we don't <laughs> condone uh, <laughs> You want to pick that guitar up and yeah. Oh, this is the the kind of pick I use. Also, is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, but getting back to uh, like the guitar disease uh, thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally on the way over here, before I because basically I try to justify the purchase. Like yeah, and I, there's a guitar I spotted. Have you ever have you been to? This is worth giving a commercial to. Is old style guitar shop on Hoover. No, where's Hoover? Think, or guitar store. It's right off of uh, Sunset. And, like, oh, it's right over by like Sam Ash and Guitar no, Store? No, no. It's like in Silver Lake. Oh, okay. Uh, this guy, Ruben Cox, has all these sweet guitars. He makes guitars, and then he has a lot of weird guitars. So oh, I gotta check there's that a guitar out. there. I shouldn't say what one I want, because then someone will be like, I'm going to scoop him on. Grab this that won't guitar. be on for a couple weeks. Okay, so I will have bought it or not bought it. But it's this German 12-string Framus, this company, uh-huh. and uh, they make them, they remake them now. I think they're Korean, but this is like one of the originals. And uh, 
But yeah, I was literally on the way over here. A friend of mine called. He's like, hey, I want you to do this thing. I'll give you 300 bucks. And I was like, boom. I'm going to the guitar <laughs> oh, store. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll justify it. Because, like, you know, like, if you, have, if you have, like, a real paycheck, it's like, oh, that's, I'm working. I'm paying my bills, my rent and all that. But then when someone's just like, hey, will you come Pay over do and this fart on camera yeah. real quick? And then that, I'm always like, that suit. I'll always money. do it if I get like a, a residual check out of nowhere, like something that I wasn't expecting. It's like, oh, here's six hundred dollars. I'm like, fuck, and I yeah. will cash it and go right to you know, Norm's Rare Guitars or something. I gotta go there. I haven't been there yet. You would love it. It sounds pretty great. Norm's is awesome. Oh, oh I see. This is only. Where's this sound coming? It's through the board. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's a lot of sweet pedals here. There's two. It's uh, Electra Harmonix, uh, Octaver, and a Big Muff. I like the strings you have on this. They're acoustic. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. But like, I, I like it. It's making me work a little harder. Yeah. I like a guitar that you have to battle a little bit. I could just get it over with and... Uh, This is the best song to play on guitar. See if you know it. I yeah. feel like you'll know it. I probably won't. Lay it down. <laughs> yeah! Fucking rat, man. I always feel obligated to play that one in Los Angeles. I fucking... I used to be so into rat. I'm not gonna lie. They're the stones of like pop metal, I think, or yeah, or whatever you want to call it. I saw them like within the last couple of years. Um, they don't have Robin Crosby, obviously. Yeah, they didn't have Juan Cruce, but they had Carlos Cavazzo from Quiet Riot on the other lead guitar, no which shit. I think was an upgrade. Uh, but Warren Demartini is the best. Yeah. And, he, and I love Stephen Piercy's voice too. It's, it's yeah, fucking. What's the the pog? I've never used this. It's like an octave. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I haven't busted these pedals out in a long time. Because I, I do any recording on Logic, which has preset, you know, amp, uh -huh. amp sounds and guitar sounds. See, this is the problem. I'll just keep doing it and we won't be able to talk. I'll just... We can absolutely talk. What's the song? I've been, I have a hot mix for my trip. And it's basically <laughs> Black Sabbath... With, oh, uh, with but I, I mean, obviously, I prefer the Ozzy era as the best. Absolutely, era. but I will say I'm a big fan of picking the best songs from when other people are like, uh, like Dio. I yeah. think had a great run. And uh, what's and, your favorite Dio Sabbath song? Uh, Heaven and Hell, probably. Yeah, that's good. See, I totally had to bring this shit in here. I was like, <laughs> I fucking love guitar so much. Yeah, I was like, well. 
I played that in a YouTube video once, and it was all comments like, he's out of tune, and that's not really exactly how it goes. I fucking hate... I On all my YouTube videos, I disable comments. Yeah, I get so goddamn annoyed. Some people love it. Well, people like Jake Fogelness, who love fucking fighting... <laughs> with people on the internet I, I can't do it it makes me sick especially well the the because I've done like a there's a site metal injection that I've done some stuff for <laughs> and they just have me do these things where I'm just baiting their audience like they had me do a thing where I'm raiding cannibal corpse covers and I'm basically <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> where they call me the king of metal and it's basically just me complaining about the shortcomings oh, of their man. covers and like where they went wrong <laughs> um and uh and yeah so people are just like ah this fucking guy was or they had me review like new black metal bands <laughs> say what was <laughs> what was wrong with them where can people see this stuff metalinjection.net but they're all on YouTube also if you do Dave Hill King of Metal yeah I've seen some uh, some of the videos I've seen of you on YouTube are probably from that yes yeah, uh, wait how's it going? <laughs> I forget how it goes. You should see the ease with which Dave is doing this. Like, he's looking at his phone and <laughs> shit while he's playing. He's really not even paying attention. He's so comfortable. This is like, I really like this guitar. You can tell me to put it down at any point. No, no, I'm always, um, you know, like I'll have certain guitars at home that I hate for some reason. I'm like, ah, it just doesn't play right. Something's wrong, like the action's wrong. And then people will come over and play it like really well. And I'll be like, God <laughs> damn it, it's fucking me. That, I'm a shitty guitar. <laughs> I just had that happen with, with the guitar I was telling you about, the, the Kramer from my dad's basement. When I was, you know, 15 or whatever, when it was the guitar that I played, I was like, oh, this guitar is not as good. I should really get a Jackson or something. <laughs> you know, like a whatever. Steinberger. <laughs> yeah, like whatever, <laughs> 80s you know what whatever and i was just like this isn't right and then i got it back you know a few weeks ago and i was like this guitar is fucking awesome and then i was like it was young dave hill that was the problem yeah yeah <laughs> i always wanted because i came to la and uh was taking classes at the musicians institute no taking way bass and that's um, awesome after i graduated my girlfriend broke up with me and uh, I had to figure out a way to stay in L.A. Like, I needed a roommate. And um, one of the teachers, this guy, one of the bass teachers, Alexis Sklarevsky, who is fucking incredible. He's now the chairman of the bass department at Musicians Institute. And he played, he toured with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And uh, he's played sessions with everybody. And he has, a, he has still, like, one of the the top-selling technique bass tapes. It's called the slap... 
I think it's called the slap bass technique. Oh, man. And it's him slapping. And he is fucking incredible, but he needed a roommate. He had this house, and he needed a roommate. So I was roommates with this guy for, like, probably a year. And, like, he was always off teaching at school. So I would just sit in his garage, which was transformed into, like, a recording studio, you know, all soundproofed. And I would just sit in the fucking garage all day, like... He had shitloads of basses, and I would just play all of his basses. Like, and I remember he had a Steinberger, you know, those little. For anyone who doesn't know, the, those those guitars or basses without a headstock on them, and uh, and the just a really tiny body, and um, it, to this day is one of the best sounding guitar or basses I've ever. That's what I've heard. Ever played? I heard that those instruments sound great. But they fucking look retarded. They do. It just speaks to uh, a time that... It screams 1980s, like, rush. Yeah, it's horrible. It's just... uh, But yeah, not to be... uh, But yeah, Eddie Van Halen played one for a while. Yeah. And I'm not advocating any of this, but I read that System of a Down uses it on their albums because it sounds better than all their guitars. For recording. Yeah. Not a fan of the band, not against the band. I'm just saying I read that. You heard it here on Tech Talk. <laughs> System of a Down you records with cut, Steinberger. You can cut this out, right? This, the, I, feel, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like that chunk, uh, out of everything I've said, is probably the most uh, just uh, will get listeners to hit stop. <laughs> I always worry. Yeah, what, I know what you mean. I'm always like, this is a very specific episode or like a lot of talk about music but like i fucking love that shit and you know people can people can turn off you know turn it yeah. off if they want or or go to you know just stick with it and it's like going to, we should we should do like a live we should go to guitar center <laughs> just don't you have a podcast i do yeah you know i i thought to ask you this but then i thought no that that would be brazen of me well, I want to have you on my podcast. for. I'm here it. another week, as if you're it. up for it. But Is I there had, a way we could do it at Guitar Center? Well, yeah. Or Sam Ash. I could get like a remote thing and we could just go. Or Norms. I'd be into that. I think Norms would let us do it, too. Yeah. Just go in and, and check out some sweet axes. Yeah. Um, but, um... There's a guy... There, by the way, there's a guy that works at Norms Rare Guitars in... I don't know if it's Tarzana or Encino, technically where it is. The best guitar shop in Los Angeles, by the way. And um, but it's all like vintage yeah. stuff, like really expensive. But there's a guy in there working. I haven't been in there in a while, so I can't hear his accent in my head. I think he might be Irish, but he's British or Irish. And um, he, I, I went in there not long after. Ricky Gervais hosted the Golden Globes like mm-hmm. that first time and was like just really ragging on like Johnny Depp and the foreign press and everything. Um, and I was in there and he's like, uh, hey, did you see the Golden Globes? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, I used to be in a band with Ricky. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, hold on a second. And he goes in the back and he comes out with like a photo album. And it was the most insane shit I have ever... Photos, like, I guess publicity-type photos or, like, album cover-type photos. It looked very 80s, like, U2 shit. Ricky Gervais with long fucking hair. Like Duran Duran hair, right? Yes. And it's, like, called Dancing something? I think so. There's a video, I think, on YouTube. But, it, yeah, it's, like, total... 
like I don't know what it is. <laughs> like a Spandau the Ballet. Photos were fucking incredible. I was like, dude, you could probably make a lot of money selling <laughs> these photos. He's like, I can't do that. <laughs> and he's he's much th- well. He's probably as thin as he is now. I guess. Yeah, he's much thinner. Yeah, he looks really young. Has very long hair, but like that eighties. Yeah, like Duran Duran style. That's amazing. Yeah, and the photos are very funny because they're black and white, and they're like very like U two Joshua Tree. Like everyone's standing at different lengths from the camera, like looking off in different directions. Uh, this, with this, <laughs> this is going going back to what you were talking about the my band's video with the naked dudes is since I've been playing in bands like and not being twenty two, like I'm always like no band photo, no nothing, no videos. I just want to play and you know record or whatever and the way the naked dude video came about is like because people would always be like hey let's make a make make a video and i'd invariably just be like go for it like take whatever song you want go make a video but we're not going to be in it because like why would you want a bunch of like i mean i have my i have my hair and it's not gray yet but everyone else in the band is <laughs> losing their hair their hair is gray and i'm like why there's no reason to it's like can only hurt our music if you see what we look like so then it does they, it does date a music video <laughs> you can't watch any videos from the 80s and take that shit serious yeah so it's just like let's have it just be the song and you can use puppets or whatever you want to do but then these guys came to us and we're like we have this idea for video with naked furniture all dudes and I was like, all right, we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> so good. That's a good idea. And then, uh, yeah, they, and it was all like these Cirque du Soleil. Uh, I was going to ask, because those aren't like just regular naked dudes that are like, all right, you lay like this. And we'll... <laughs> no. Those guys are like. <laughs> they were ringers. Yeah. And they were all wearing like, I mean, they were all like these waxed, like super perfect shape gay dudes. Yeah, they look like models. Like another like level of the food chain. And uh, and they had these dance belts on, and they were getting on top of each other into these weird. And there's the one where there was one bear. We got a bear to for the bear chair. Which, that was my idea. That was my contribution to the, <laughs> to the treatment. I was like, we got to get a bear involved. Yeah. And uh, and so these dudes were all like stacking up on top of each other. And uh, and then I was like, just my, you know, for my security purposes, I was like, we should have me be with a hot chick at some point. And uh, so that was just for my so I'd be all right with everything. Uh, that video, I, I really encourage everyone to listen to go watch that video. It's so good. I remember the first time I saw it. I was like, "Fuck, this is brilliant." I I haven't. I just had a thought. I want to get this out of my system. Do it. Is this on? Oh, it's on. Volume. Just um, as they come to me, I just want to make sure I get these in. You have to be able to guess them. Oh, wait. oh I fucked it up already. Do you know it already? It's, I, I, it sounds very familiar. I'm fucking it up. I'm sorry. I hate myself. It's definitely 80s. (laughs) 
Hey, welcome to the middle of my podcast section where I talk about shit you can do to help us out here at Feral Audio. Um, as you know now, Dave Hill is on the show, and uh, there's a link on our page uh, to go to Amazon and buy stuff. And uh, if you're planning to buy anything on Amazon, please use the link below. We get a kickback at no extra cost to you, and it helps us out a lot. Uh, for example, you can go buy Dave Hill's new book, Tasteful Nudes, which is really funny, really great. I highly uh, recommend it. Uh, I bought it, and uh, I enjoy it. So you should do the same. Also, go to iTunes, give us a review, give us a, a rating, because uh, all that stuff helps us out. And um, I can't think of anything else. So let's get back into the interview. Thank you. You're you're in love by rat. You're you in love. the midnight subway train. That's not on Out of the Cellar, is it? That's on Invasion of Your No Invasion, invasion of, your of Your Privacy, privacy the, the second one. That's where Lay It Down is also. Yeah, yeah, Lay It Down. So you prefer that album? No, I would say the fr- I I know how to play those songs better. I mean, I can play I used to know how to play Round and Round, but I can't remember. Oh Jesus! Back for more. I I used I loved rats so goddamn much. They're great. They like that that first album especially is wall to wall, and it tells a story. <laughs> no, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Wait, round and round. Well, the whole album, Wanted Man, Round and Round, Lack of Communication, Back for More. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of really solid. Milton Berle was in the uh, the video for. Round and round. Yeah. They're at like a dinner table and there's they pull the lid off of this is such an eighties gimmick in video table in videos, like a bunch of proper people at a at a dinner and they have one of those platters with a, a you know, a dome lid over it, a stainless steel lid, and then the the butler or server pulls the lid off and then there's just rats all over and they start coming out and everyone freaks out. There was also like an Oingo Boingo video where they did that, where they take the lid off and it's like Danny Elfman's head on a Oh, tray. yeah. I know that. Like, ru- they ruin a fancy thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the device. All right. Do this. All right. You have like the girl crawling and then we're in a fancy thing. We're going to go. It's a very fancy wedding in a church. <laughs> You're going to rip the, the bridal gown from the bride. So it'll be a mini skirt then. And- <laughs> Oh, and this is uh, this makes me think of the November Rain video. No explanation why the guy jumps through the cake. There's no reason. Oh yeah, because it's raining. He's got a fucking. <laughs> he's got to slide across the table, right? He's, he's, yeah. He just slides into the cake on the table. Yeah, because it's raining. And no explanation of why some rain. Why is Stephanie Seymour get killed? Why is everyone bummed out that it's raining in that video? <laughs> I was so into into them they were great so you've what lineups have you seen live yeah i've seen i saw i was at a very infamous guns and roses show where they opened for the rolling stones at the la coliseum where axel first of all fell off the stage which at a stadium show it's like 15 feet high oh yeah he fell off the stage they were all fucking high as shit and uh, by the way, Living Color opened for them. Like it was Living Color, Guns N' Roses, and then, <laughs> and, then, and then the Rolling Stones. But then Axel, 
announced on stage that the band was breaking up. This oh, is, is our last show. We are over. And like they ended the show early, like or their set, and then the Rolling Stones came out. But like yeah. if you watch the uh, the um, behind the music, like the first behind the music of Guns N' Roses, like that's that's a topic that they covered was that show. I read it. I read about it from different perspectives. I read the Slash autobiography. Uh-huh. He talks about it. And then Duff... Did you read the Duff McKagan book? No. It's really good. good. He wrote it himself. <laughs> I am a huge fan of his. I just like... You're I a think, big fan of people writing things by... <laughs> well, you know, I think it's rare. As opposed to a ghostwriter. Well, yeah. Like Slash and you know, I don't think he sat down and typed that book as much as I enjoyed it. Um, Keith Richards, which that's the best rock book, I think. Yeah. I don't think he typed I haven't that. read that. It's so good. It's, 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 one is there a book on, is there a, a audio book version of it? Johnny Depp. Johnny no. Depp? I guess it would have to be because you, well, I know what I'm going to be buying later. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good book. Like I read it in the best possible way. I, I was, I was playing with my friend Walter Schreifels in his, uh, they're playing tomorrow, actually. Quicksand, you know Quicksand? Yeah. They're playing tomorrow. But anyway, yeah. playing his solo band. And we were in Europe. And we were driving through, like, Germany and Switzerland, playing all these shows. And I was reading that book in the van every day and while we listened to, like, the Stones and the Kinks and all that. Amazing, and, A, that you can read in a <laughs> moving vehicle. Well, it's it's like, um, though, in, if you, I, you see them sometimes in America with these giant huge mercedes they're called like splitters or yeah, whatever they're really tall silver van yeah you can't really see anything and if you like you can kind of not realize you're in it not me thing. brother i would get so i get so, so i once had a really bad flight to new york to do the comedy festival i opened for sarah at the new york comedy festival this is probably like four or five years ago and uh i hate flying and uh but I really wanted to get back to New York. It had been a while. And uh, also it was paying gigs. So I was like, well, I have to do this. So I flew to New York and it was one of the roughest flights I'd ever had. Like the entire like six hours was just fucking brutal. And I had this weird thing. Like I suffer from vertigo and have like an inner ear problem. So I'm extremely sensitive to like motion sickness and stuff. And this was such a bad flight that for like a day afterwards, like, I felt like I was still moving. Like, if I would sit in, in a chair, it would feel like the chair was moving. Ooh. And it was really fucked. I had to, like, heavily dope myself up on Benadryl to deal with it. But I was like, I can't fly back. I can't fly to L.A. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I, I don't want to rent a car. That's fucking retarded. So I justified it by, like, I was like, I'll take a train. I'll take an Amtrak train across country. It'll be like... This romantic, I'll write the whole time. I have my computer. I'll get one of my own little private carts, you know, little private rooms on, on one of the cars. And uh, I'll just write for three days. It'll be great. I need this. I need it. It'll be like, you know, Kerouac, you know. And so I, I bought a fucking ticket, which was fucking expensive. It was probably like a thousand bucks. Yeah, it was right? about, yeah, nine, nine, nine something. And it was fuck fucking expensive. But I was like, I'm not getting back on a fucking plane. And so I get on the train at wherever, Grand Central Station. It takes off. 20 minutes into the, into the fucking trip, I was like, 
This is the fucking worst idea I've ever had. <laughs> it was like I had my computer out and I was trying to write and like the car was just moving side to side, which was even worse to me than like a plane or a car. It was like rocking and like I couldn't read. I couldn't write because I would get motion sick. So I had to like stare out the window the entire time. Like just stare at the, the distant landscape. And uh, 18 hours later, I get to Chicago, not even halfway, like just a <laughs> port 18 fucking hours. I also didn't know that trains stop every like hour. Like there's yeah, stops in small towns. And uh, I was like, fuck, man, I, I got I'm fucking losing my shit. And I had to switch plane, uh, switch trains in Chicago. And I remember walking out into the train station in Chicago and just being like, fuck this i grabbed my bags got a hotel room for like four days i'd never been to chicago also so i was like oh, i'll check out chicago i had a friend who was doing a show at the lakeshore theater and he let me come in and open for him so i was like oh, nice. oh it's not a total write-off you know and uh and then i just booked a, a plane ticket <laughs> <laughs> and flew back i got on the plane another rough plane ride but i had the biggest smile on my face i was like this is fucking fine in <laughs> fucking four hours i'm gonna be home and I, uh, I, I got home, I think, like not long after my train would have gotten home, even after spending a few days in Chicago. Oh, wow. Yeah, trains kind of, they suck. I don't I mean, know how we got on that. Oh, yeah, like, you reading in, <laughs> in a fucking van. <laughs> it'd be good, like, if there were, you know, you'd stumble into a car, a private car, and there'd be, like, some hot chick who wanted to make out. No, in fact, it was the opposite. It was like I didn't see another person. I didn't want to leave my car. The next morning, I wake up and I was like really hungry. I'm like, well, I'm going to go to the dining car. And I go in and it was fairly empty. And uh, the guy in the dining car wanted me to sit with this old lady. I'm like, what? I go, I want to sit by myself. He's like, we can't do that. I'm like, what do you mean you can't do that? He's like, we have to, you know save space you have to eat with other people and i was like well i'm not going to do that i'm like can i get my food to go and i'll eat it in my room and uh he's like yeah he's like but you have to sit with this lady and wait while we make your food i'm like what I'm like, this is <laughs> fucking like this is like some fucking oppressive shit there and so i sit with this old lady and she was like the most racist motherfucker. <laughs> this was like Obama had just taken office and she was like leaving Chicago. She was from Chicago. She's like, oh, my, I, I, I want to say, and I, I'm having trouble remember, but I think she used the N word. Like, she was a really <laughs> old lady. She's like, yeah, my daughter used to live next to that N word. And I was like, all right, um, <laughs> I'm going to my car. I'll come back for my fucking food. It was the fucking worst. Ugh. There, I, I, I rode, um, but I was, I did a show in Philly, and I was, I, I was like, oh, I was in that last train of the night, and I was like, I can get home, and I was drunk, and I get on the thing, and I decide I'm just gonna go and keep drinking, and sit in the, the diner car, Ugh. and listen to my, and I took out my laptop, and they're like, no laptops, you're just, you can only have your... And you have to eat something. What Some, the fuck is wrong with trains, dude? I know. And I was like, no fucking laptop. And they, I, so I got a bag of pretzels, and I was like, 
and and I was like, I'm listening to my jams, and and I was like, if you want, I'll listen on my iPhone, but I have better selection on my. I have more songs, and I would like to have access to those songs. I'm not typing. I'm not on the internet. I'm just rocking out and I'm drinking. That's it. And they were like, <laughs> okay, all right, but you can't stay in here unless you're eating. And I was like, I'm having a, a bag pretzel. of pretzels. And they're like, that you need to order some food, and and. I was just like, what? I'm like, this, I'm on a fucking train. I was like, what do you, is there a steak? Do you have steak? Like, what am I going to eat? And they're like, you could get a hot dog, which is, that's like the surf and turf of Amtrak. It's the nicest thing they have on the, the, East, the what the fuck? And so I, I got a hot dog and then so, and she was so pissed at me for getting the hot dog. Cause I was like calling her bluff by spending another two fifty or whatever. And then, so I was like, here, I got it. I'm eating the hot dog. And they were just glaring at me. Whoa, what the fuck? I thought my experience was like, because I'd never been on a train before, like totally unique, but like, no, it's like a fucking lawless. It's no, like, it, uh, they're it, fucking assholes. There's no law on the rails. It's, it's like hobo rules or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I just kept going back, like, because it's just short. It's like an hour and a half or something back to New York. And so. I just got it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get another round, hot dog and a beer. And she fucking hated me for it. I'm like, look, you said what the rules are. I'm I'm buying stuff. And she fucking She wanted hated. you to eat something other than a hot dog because that was her example. <laughs> no, this is what it was. They were all on break and they wanted to hang out and and party in the in the lounge and I fucked that up. That's what it was. It was like six Amtrak employees who just wanted to bullshit and drunk guy then why is she saying eat she was just she's just said i've been like look just get the fuck out of here that's what she should have said but i didn't want to go fucking amtrak what the fuck i didn't want to sit because it was like the night car so people were all sleeping and i don't want to sit next to someone who's like got their socks next to me so i was like i'm gonna sit anyway there's my horror that's a story. fucking great story it's a great it shows the <laughs> fucking evil rule that happens on fucking trains and i took back the night on those motherfuckers yeah and and you ate hot dogs ate hot dogs left all my wrappers good and as i got about leaving the train at penn station the lady's like hang on a second get back here you got to throw this stuff out and i walked back to her i said you were very rude to me throughout this trip you throw it out yes yes I wish yeah. we had her, that chick's name. I'm like the Norma, uh, wait, the Norma Ray or the Rosa Parks. One of the two. The Norma Ray! <laughs> You're the Norma Ray of Rosa Parks. <laughs> yeah. They, That's fucking fuck trains, man. I, ever since that experience, I've had no problem flying. I will get on a fucking plane gladly. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, it's all awful. All, you have forms. to fucking eat. You can't open your fucking laptop. Yeah. They, What's it, the logic with that? It was somehow they thought that. I, I don't know. There was no logic. Like some. I don't know. Somehow it's going to affect them. If what what I was doing on my laptop and I was just like just listening to hot jams. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> like what? What kind of music did you have on that? Something sweet. I don't know. Maybe I was listening to a rat. I don't know. <laughs> I go, you know, I'm all over the place. Jesus fucking, that annoys me. So I, I grew up here in Southern California and I, I used to surf when I was in high school and me and my friends would go to this place called Trussell's, which is down by like San Clemente or San Onofre. Like if you've ever dr- driven from LA down to San Diego, you've most likely driven by the 
the nuclear power plant, which looks like two giant tits, giant concrete tits on the side of the roads, huge, huge giant building right on the ocean. It's in that Leslie Nielsen movie, uh, the one with O.J. Simpson, Naked Gun, where he's like driving and he's like, everywhere I look, something reminds me of her. And they drive by <laughs> these giant tits. But we used to uh, surf down there and the Amtrak uh, rails went right along the beach, like right along the coast. Oh, and I- whenever a fucking train would come by, we would fucking pull down our pants and <laughs> fucking moon the trains. Like, I mean, like spread butt she- like just brown eye <laughs> mooning the trains. That's awesome. And now I don't regret. I always felt kind of like, oh, what a punk asshole shitty thing to do. But now I'm like, fuck Amtrak. <laughs> yeah. You have to fuck that cart. When I went in for breakfast, there was two people sitting in there. One was an old lady, and they made me fucking sit with a racist old lady. That's fucked. I tweeted about it. My incident. I tweeted about. It. I called him out on it. I didn't. I, I don't know I if I was on Twitter yet. This was like may have been pre Twitter. Um, but I find when you do that to a company like that, that like I Delta fucked me on something. Uh, where I was like not late for my flight. I was literally like maybe 30 seconds late according to their rules. And uh and they just completely fucked me. I I had to go back home to my apartment, come fly to LA the next day. And I tweeted about it and I asked other people to tweet about it. And then finally Delta was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on?" And they like took a sidebar with me, emailed me like, "All right, all right. What can we do?" And they I've like had that with companies. Pay for my ticket and give me a new ticket and all that. I've had that years ago. I was tweeting. Uh, I took my car into uh, Midas, and they were like fucking charging me up the ass. And I knew it was fucking bullshit, so I was like, I, I was tweeting about the whole experience with the hashtag "fucked by Midas," <laughs> <laughs> and then they reached back and like I wasn't even at Midas anymore I was like at a Starbucks and I got back to Midas and the people at that Midas knew about it they're like are you the person that's tweeting out I was like and then I felt really fucking embarrassed I was like uh yeah and they're like (laughs) they were like like what the fuck dude and I'm like you what the fuck dude you're completely fucking me on an air conditioner that's amazing Twitter, it's, Twitter gets it's results. It's totally weird. I've had that happen where I was in a store in New York and I took a photo of, they had like some whimsical arrangement of plates on the wall. And so I, I decided, I was like, oh, I'll tweet that. Yeah. And, uh, and then, so I was sitting there, a friend of mine was getting a suit or something. Yeah. And he had me along for my expertise, as you can imagine. And yeah. so I was sitting there just... And then someone came over, like, "Are you Dave Hill?" And I was like, "Yeah." They're like, "Someone just called the store, asking if you were the, if you were here, because they knew that plate thing, and they just wanted me to say hello to you or something." <laughs> and so I was like, "Yeah." And then it was like Friday, and they're like, "Do you want a drink or something?" We were gonna have some drinks, and so what? I ended up getting hammered in this store because I tweeted a picture, and it kind of like came back to me or came back to them. Twitter man gets results. Yeah. It's wild. Speaking of Twitter, I tweeted earlier if anyone has questions. We, oh, yeah. Did two. any come in? A couple. One from Sarah Thayer, who oh, I nice. believe you know as well as of I course. do. Uh, Sarah Thayer from uh, one of my favorite shows ever, Strangers with Candy. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
wife of Andy Richter. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lovely dinner with them uh, last week. Well, Sarah I, asks, what's the absolute hardest you've ever rocked? Wow. Okay. That would be ACDC, White Lion, concert. <laughs> no, but what about you? Oh, like, me actually rocking yeah. out. Ooh. Aren't you big in Japan? I mean, consider There's a song big there. in Japan, but like... Yeah. They love... I've seen photos, like... Yeah, we went... My band, Valley Lodge... Because, I mean, we you know, we formed this band just... It's all guys that had been in, you know, small bands that toured and things like that. And then we formed this band, just played in New York, and it was just sort of like, play every few months, beg our friends to come. Yeah. Just so the club would have us back yeah. the next year when we tried to get a booking. <laughs> and uh, and then weirdly, we got, yeah, signed to a, a Japanese label. It was like, hey, we heard, oh, heard sure. your music on, you know, our website or something, and uh, put our record out, and we went on tour over there. And um, yeah, people were like, knew the words, had the album, like we'd show up at a club and they'd already be there That's and stuff. awesome. It was the fucking greatest thing. Because like, you know, like growing up, it's like Cheap Trick live at Budokan and then all those pictures of Kiss in Japan. It's like, so as a little kid, I was like, this is what the goal is, is to go do that. I've only ever been to Japan once, but I, I loved it. Oh, we talked it. about that. I loved I it and fucking... God damn, I want to go back. It's the fucking best. Yeah, I'm hoping to go do a tour like next year, put a new record out over there and go. But cause solely, yeah, just to go and it's it's so much fun. But I think the the hardest I've rocked to answer Sarah's question <laughs> is I play in this band Diamond Snake mm-hmm. with Moby, mm-hmm. Electronica's Moby. And uh <laughs> Electronica's Moby. But it's a hard rock Vegan's Moby. Yeah. <laughs> in in uh it's a hard rock band and uh, that we kind of did just like he, we just wanted to do it for fun. With is there an album? Fil- there is. We haven't put it out yet, but I think we're going to put it out this fall because it's good. And um, and we were playing the show. Actually, he went back to being Moby, like doing Moby stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, tour. he had a new record out. So Nash Cato from Merge Overkill <laughs> jumped awesome. into the breach. Nice. Um and all of a sudden, we were like a you know steak eating, hard partying band. We went from being like sober vegan band. Moby's gone. Let's fucking get out the barbecue. <laughs> no, no, that's, I'm exaggerating. But um, um, but uh, no. So so we were doing this show at the Mercury Lounge in in uh, in New York, and before the show, I went and met this uh, some friends at a bar. And I had a couple of drinks with them. Then I went to Sammy's Romanian. Do you know that place? No. It's You should go. It's like on Christie Street, like in Delancey, I think, right around there. And it's like this crazy steaks and vodka, like iced bottles of vodka. Yeah. So I went there just to say hello to some friends. And I had like four vodka drinks, vodka on the rocks or whatever. Yeah. And which vodka for me, like anytime I drink like a large, especially just on the rocks it's like next day text email sorry sorry i fingered your girlfriend whatever like just do <laughs> just doing stupid shit not like you know i'm exaggerating but horrible you know embarrassing things and so i did that then i went to mercury lounge and had like more because by then i'm like like I, anytime i'm drunk on vodka i think like i'm i'm a smart guy who's got it together like and like I think I have interesting things to say. I'm Dave Hill. <laughs> yeah, it's great for me. And so I just anyway, the long and short of it, I fucking wasted and played this show 
did not remember much of it at all. But everyone was like, like the next day I was like, all right, the email's going to come from oh, the other shit. guys in the band saying like, hey man, that wasn't cool what you did. But the emails were like, that was fucking awesome. You stepped up and fucking just <laughs> demolished. They're like, you like you were the show last night. And friends came to the show where they're like, you fucking, like I've seen you play before, but that was fucking amazing. And you don't remember it. I remember like, Bits of it. I don't remember, but it was the sort of thing as we were playing the show, I was like, oh, what? We got to play that song. And I looked down the set list and I was like, oh, we played that five songs ago. Because what I find, I I don't, because with comedy, I almost never drink beforehand. I try and, and uh, with music, maybe I'll have a beer or two, but Mm -hmm. like I find like after a couple drinks, I lose my dexterity or whatever. But then I find, once I get past like the ten drink point, I'm better <laughs> than I'll ever be again. Yeah, <laughs> it's happened a few times, like where you're literally looking down and you have to close an eye Ugh. to focus. I've played shows like that where I have to close an eye to see what's Jesus to, to what's going on. I'm not proud of it. It's it's like an accidental thing. I would never set yeah. out to do it. Yeah, but um, so that the reports from that show were that I pretty it's much the hardest you rocked the hardest I rocked though my first band we were we would play I don't know if they I guess they still do it like radio festivals where they where it's like like the weenie roast out oh yeah, yeah 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 and we played a lot of those type things where it'd be like 25,000 people that's not bad it was fucking sweet and but like we knew was like, this with Valley Lodge no my first band that I like formed when I was a teenager called Sons of Elvis oh, wor- worst band name ever but we had like one record we were signed to Priority Records the mm-hmm. hip hop label their like white guy experiment they did yeah and we just kind of had like a year and a half of touring. We, we had like a, a top 40 single video on MTV. It was like the little microcosm of, of rock. Shit, yeah. And we would play these festivals. But we were so young and so thought we were the best band ever, which is, I think is great to think if you're in of a course, band. Yeah. You do better. I think the worst thing about getting older is you have perspective and you realize, I'm not the best at anything I do. Yeah, it's <laughs> very humbling. And... um. And so we would go out there and there'd be 25,000 people and we would be like, yeah, this seems about right. (laughs) We were like, this is as it should be. Yeah. So we actually played, rather than be intimidated, we were like, fuck yeah, this is how we should be playing 25,000 people. Even though like the next night would be like 200 people in Detroit, (laughs) if we were lucky, 50 people. Um, And uh, in those shows, I would say I rocked up pretty hard. There you go, Sarah. Yeah. So there's your long... I'm sorry. The I t- ramble. Sorry. We have uh, another another question from Everett Sloan. Hi, Dave. You're a first class dresser. Where do you get those fantastic clothes? Do you have pro help? Well, I'll answer the I mean, back. We've end. talked about the the suits, but he, what, do you have a place that you like to get them? Yeah, but again, what I was saying, it's I feel like it's impossible to talk about suits Fashion. and stuff without sounding like a prick but i don't think so um i buy i i only like really specific uh designers which right then what kind of fucking thing to say is that it's like such a fucking asshole thing to say you can't say anything like that without sounding like a fucking dick so listen you're the one that wears the suits i know but every but let me preface this everything i'm about to say 
I real like I would punch me in the neck if I heard me say it. Like <laughs> I'm just like fuck you. <laughs> but basically, I have um, I genuinely only wear um, clothes by British designers because I think they're the best. So you must be excited to go to to England. I'm excited, but I have to say um, that the culture. It's I mean of drinking over there is so I to think about going there I'm hungover every like even I'm like just the thought cuz I go there and I get super caught up in the romance of like hey this place is 200 years old have a drink here so like half the places there seem like the best yeah place to have a drink you've ever seen so I get get there I have 2 days of just getting wasted and being like, this is so cool. This is the coolest bar with all this weird old shit. And plus, it's better. Like, you, most places, they don't play loud music. It's like you, when you go meet a friend, like, you're actually hanging out with your friends. And you can hear each other. It's fun. Oh, I love that. And then I'll just, after a few days of it, I remember, like, being out with Rich Fulcher over there. Uh, Have you been out with him in London? No. Oh, you got to You should go over there. and Because and, uh, it's, he's like the mayor. You walk around and, like... <laughs> It's fucking awesome. I can only imagine. Well, because he's the best guy, as you know. Yeah. And, uh, but then you go out and, like, it's just. You know, like, he's got a baby now. I know. Rich Fulcher is married with a child, and that all happened very, very recently. I made a video with him in London the day after he got married, and he just showed up with a wedding ring on. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that out, brought that up, because he came and stayed at my house earlier this year. Uh, he always crashes on my floor when he's in town. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but it, he's like, yeah, yeah, man, I don't mind sleeping on your floor. <laughs> That's a good impression. Hey, man, it's Rich. Can I crash at your place for a week? I'm like, well, I'm in a studio apartment if you don't mind sleeping on the floor. No, man, it's cool. He, 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 he was here earlier this year, and um, he'd been staying at my house for maybe four days. And one morning we go to breakfast. We're sitting, eating our breakfast. And I notice he's got a fucking ring on his finger. I've known Rich fucking for forever. And I'm like, dude, why, what, why is there a ring on your finger? Did you get married? And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I got married. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Why didn't you? I didn't, we didn't really tell anybody. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's wild. He was just married one day, and then uh, you saw him the day, you saw him the day after he got married. Literally, yeah, know. the day after. They're like, yeah, they're like. By the way, Rich is married. I don't even think I ever talked to him about it. Also, his wife Georgie is lovely. Yeah, she's awesome. She's awesome. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't think we ever talked about him being married. And then, then one day he told me he was having a baby, and now he has a baby. Yeah. Freddie, right? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, but I was out with him. Well, it's fun going out with him because people are, you know, just come up like, Bob, Bob Fossil. Yeah. And, uh, and then, um, but, but I was out with him one time and I was just like, ah, oh, like my organs hurt, you know, yeah. from just drinking. And, and I was like, is this like, is this because I'm over here and I'm doing shows and I'm seeing friends and I'm just having a good time? Like, is that why I'm drinking so much? Yeah. And he's like, no, this is how it is. He's like, it's, this is every day. 
like this because it's true like a couple drinks at lunch a couple drinks before dinner a couple drinks at dinner a couple drinks after you know it's very easy to have eight drinks I don't know what I would trying. do because I don't drink over there um, or I, over there I don't drink <laughs> um, I stopped like a couple years ago well I yeah I mean I've, I've wanted I think it's to, hard to get weed over there isn't it harder I don't know I've never tried but it, I, I remember like I haven't seen it when the mighty boosh guys came over here to do comic con and they did a show at the Roxy um, I hung out with them for a few days and it was exhausting like those guys were like rock stars like they went down to comic con they did a live show and it was almost all chicks. It was a lot of nerds and then like a lot of hot chicks like that you would see at like a fucking rock show. And backstage after the show, it was like me and like the Boosh guys and almost all chicks. I think they also had someone only letting girls backstage, but it was... Oh, that's a good move. Fucking insane. And I hung out with them like the whole time down there and then a night or two up here and like and i wasn't even drinking and i was just fucking exhausted like they were non-stop you know Wait, they were drinking the whole time or just yeah. just yeah going for it yeah they were partying that's how i met like rich i met him uh at a at uh we had never met but people kept telling us uh like, I, I would be out with people. I'd be out with, like, Laura Kraft. And I remember being out with her and Rachel Dratch. And Rachel was like, you remind me of Rich Fulcher. And and then Laura's like, yeah, I, I took him to a party a few weeks ago. And everyone was saying that all night. I'm like, what? What yeah. are you talking about? I can see that. And, uh, and but it's really, like, guys, like, you don't, that's, it would be really gay of us to talk about it to each other. Like, does people tell you this? And then, yeah. like, then I was over in London, people would always, like, want to take our picture together because they're like, you guys look like you seem like you're related. But then I finally met him, actually, that when you guys were going to San Diego, whatever, like, four or five years ago, or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember. And it's whenever they, they, were, they were here because they were releasing the Mighty Boosh on yeah. DVD. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. But I walked into the JFK sports bar and rich and julian were sitting there <laughs> jfk yeah oh not it. at the airport at the airport oh, it was at the airport yeah and then we started drinking god they can drink man the british can yeah what, what are you going over there for this next time Show, um, my, to do my shows? book is coming out my you know my hit book tasteful, tasteful nudes <laughs> which is great everyone everyone should get tasteful nudes i thanks i there was like a whole slew of like comedy books that came out all at once and uh like Michael Michael Black's and yours mm-hmm. and uh both very very awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I, I like his a lot too. His is great. I just saw him yesterday. He cranks out books really. He does. He already has another one out that he wrote with like Cheney or no, what's his McCain's, McCain's daughter. McCain's daughter. One of Cheney's daughter. I don't know if he has a daughter, does he? Cheney's daughter is Is she a lesbian? Yeah, she's the lesbian. I love when that happens. I do too. It's the best. I love when conservatives have like a lesbian daughter or get fucking busted in like a gay like scandal like at, at an airport or something. I fucking love that. It's the best. I'm, I'm like, I get conflicted about like Larry Craig because on the one hand you're like, fuck you, you stupid Republican. But then on the other hand, I'm like, Oh, he's just this gay guy who was so conflicted about it that he went fucking crazy and became 
this fucking crazy Republican. Maybe the real guy underneath all that is awesome. Yeah, but he's so far removed from who he really is that he's this guy who just kind of sucks some dicks when he can and then just he s's some d's man (laughs) that dude loves to s d's what's what's the new i learned a phrase last night sfb standing finger bang (laughs) (laughs) standing finger bang because a friend of mine was talking about he had been on a date and uh it was and there was another person that was prompting these questions was asking like what happened what happened and he said that he fingered her, like, as he dropped her off. I'm like, in the car? It's like, no, like, outside the, of her house. Door. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I gave her an SFP. <laughs> That's amazing. That I haven't done an SFB since fucking, like, college. I'm a, f- uh, I support it. I do, too. I had a girlfriend, like, right after college, when I first came to L.A., who was, like, my first girlfriend after a breakup with like a girl I dated for like five years, five, almost six years. And it was, I guess what you would call like a rebound girlfriend, but she was like, the most nim- like such a nymphomaniac. And like her thing was, she really liked to have sex or what is it? Uh, SFB SFBs like in public, like at clubs, like, like we had a lot of, sex in like restrooms like I think crazy great. like it gives it a sense of immediacy yeah you can't like be a, you can't drag ass about it you gotta gotta yeah, get to the point kind of nuts though <laughs> but it was fun for a like a, a rebound girlfriend she sounds great she was cool are I you would, still friends with her no no man <laughs> I'm married <laughs> Wait, so I meant to ask you this earlier. So, you, did you move to LA to go to MI or the Guitar or Bass Institute? Well, I technology? grew up an hour away, and uh-huh. uh, I was playing in a band, and we thought we were big shit, you know, because we had opened for like Sublime. <laughs> and Sweet, but just like one show, and it was like a club show. It wasn't like a, a big stadium show or anything, and. Um, like the the thing with us being in a town like Riverside was there weren't a lot of bands there and so whenever bigger bands would come through to play at the colleges or whatever they would like we'd get to open for a lot of bands but it was a, a really weird variety of bands you know like Sublime or um uh like hardcore punk bands like Youth Brigade or DI oh. and um but then a lot of like punk ska bands like the Skeletones or um Voodoo Glow Skulls bands that are were popular at the time and very uh-huh. like you know i don't know but we we would open for a lot of those bigger bands and then we're like fuck let's go to la man and i think i was the only one that actually fully moved to la everyone was kind of like commuting back and forth and um then everyone just kind of stopped like everyone was like uh, like the singer was like i'm gonna I'm gonna. I can't do this anymore. Like we get, we're out of college, and then he's like, "I'm gonna go to the seminary." He became a youth pastor. He's now a pastor. Wow! But he had like some of the most success, like in music. Afterwards, after we all broke up, he was like playing in a Christian rock band, 
playing like stadiums and shit, like those big Christian festivals. Oh, yeah. They were huge. They had a bunch of albums. I think they were called, what were they called? Like Big Face Grace or something. And You know, that. first of all, I, the, the reason you, they, there's, there's no competition. Right. I'm sure there probably is now, but, but it's like you, you, you're, you're in this tiny pool of like, all right. Um, like what other bands are singing about Christ? We can easily be the best one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that it's like I mean, like growing up, uh, like go- in Catholic school, the music was so bad. But I was just like, it's fucking. There's probably five priests writing these songs, and one guy was able to crank out Eagles' wings or whatever. He's like, yeah, they crank. And but the, like the, even as a kid, I would hear this Christian uh, Catholic music. And just being like, I just don't hear a single, you know? I, there's no hook. Yeah. And th- I think Christian music's like that, too. It's like, I don't even, what, like, whatever. First of all, I think that, um, you know, assuming there is a God and a Christ and all that for the sake of this argument, yeah. I think uh, they are not psyched about this shitty music. I think uh, they would be much more in favor of, like... Of rock. Or like, even like Deicide and stuff, better T-shirts, <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> I just think there's oh, just no, you know, rock shouldn't be about that. Yeah, it's it's pretty gimmicky. But uh, yeah, we broke up after we, you know, not long after I got to LA, and I kind of had to justify staying here. Like, I was like, well, fucking, what am I gonna do now? I would play in a couple ba- smaller bands that, you know, nothing really came out of. Um, so I enrolled at Musicians Institute. I was like, well, if I'm going to school here, you know, I kind of have to stay here. So I did that for a year. And then uh, and then I just met a girl who's taking classes at the Groundlings. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. So I you didn't comedy. you didn't plan to... It, it was sort of an organic... Yeah. Transition. Yeah. It was just another way for me to stay in town. Were your parents mad? Or were they, like, uh, they oh, were geez. frustrated, yeah. Because, you know, I come from a family of nobody was in entertainment. Nobody was creative. Like, my aunt was a good artist, but that was about it. And, uh, you know, my dad was like a doctor and my mom was a nurse. And, like, n- they were like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I went to college and. Like my first semester, I wanted to be a marine biologist because I grew up scuba diving and stuff. I was like, I'm gonna, I'll be a marine biologist. I love scuba diving. And then uh, the first semesters of of classes, like in biology, I just failed. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I'm gonna play in bands. And my parents were just like, Ugh, fuck this kid. Yeah. <laughs> now they're like, Oh, okay, you can make a living. Yeah, doing your weird shit. <laughs> Yeah, when I when I started doing comedy, my parents were just like, "Oh, life avoidance." Yeah, even further because it was grow like, up, David. Because <laughs> it was like years of playing in bands, and then they're like, "Oh God." Well, but, you know Rich Fulcher's story about like his parents thought he was a lawyer. For yeah, like, for like seven years, he was like, That's, "Yeah, I'm at a firm." <laughs> like his parents, he was like doing improv in Chicago and shit, and his parents like thought he was a fucking lawyer that's amazing it's like sitcom shit <laughs> it's so good what are you in la for i'm on a media blitz right now uh well i'm 
I'm on a podcast blitz. I'm on a podcast blitz. Well, I was going to come out here uh, when my hit book, Tasteful Nudes, came out at the end of May. And I did come out, but I was only here for two days because uh, I ended up taking a job writing on a TV show in New York. And then, cool. so now it's like, I got to go LA it up. So I came out here. Uh, I'm just out here for a couple of weeks uh, podcasting. And uh, I did a tackle of the show yesterday, which was fun. Oh, Mike, Mike Black was hosting. Yeah. So, I didn't even know he was in town. I don't have cable, so I would have watched. But. I guess he... Uh, well, you know, it's online. You can watch the episode. I didn't I'll, I'll email you. Yeah, send me a link. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm doing that stuff, uh, whoring out my book, and then doing some SFBing when I can. And I uh, prefer also SFB, but, like, the seated finger bay. It's, like, oh, older, yeah. and it's just easier. Yeah, it's easier. There's less... Uh, you can't hurt your... not going to hurt your wrist as much. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do some swimming later today. It's a good day for it. It's yeah. hot as shit. Yeah, so I'm psyched. And uh, uh, and uh, I mean, this isn't gonna come out probably for a few weeks. But uh, anything you want to plug coming? Uh, obviously, tasteful news. <laughs> your hit book, tasteful I'm, news. My hit book. What else am I doing? I don't even know. I mean, any shows in the near future? And then, like four weeks from now? Yeah, I'm. Sh- I think four weeks from now I'll be in in the UK. Promoting the UK release of my book, Tasteful Nudes, with a forward by Rich Fulcher. Will you be doing shows there? Yeah, I'm doing October 12th and 13th at the Leicester Square Theater. I'm doing, uh, I think I'm going to be in Birmingham, Cardiff. I'm going to be in a lot of the cities they have over there. I have a lot of British followers on Twitter, so they should... This is going to be sweet. Synergy. Yeah, go see Dave. He's awesome. I, I remember... I think the first time I ever saw you perform was at that uh, comedy festival in Washington, D.C. that Tig put together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did a show. Me, you, Marilyn Rice Cub, uh, Natasha Leggero. Ben Cronberg? Yeah. Was he on that show? Yeah, and Hugh Moore. Yeah. Maybe that was it. A bunch Um, of I thought you were so funny. You told a story about performing at a prison yeah yeah i think i told that story yeah can we have you, have you told that story like a million times on not, podcast? not a million i've discussed it but not a million times i feel like i can really give you a new spin to it yeah a new spin because it was pretty fucking amazing um well the gist of it this is like probably like three years ago um i was just out partying whatnot and uh just as a funny thing to say i was like hey i should do a show in prison that would be funny and like Johnny Cash. Yeah, and my friends were like, that's hilarious. They, you would get, they'd kill you. They'd fucking hate you so much. And I was, because like, I'm not really like, you know, you, you would think in prison you want like a loud guy who's going to just come out with guns blazing. Yeah, like an Eddie Pepitone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm in prison. I actually, though, in reality, I think I did actually end up coming out with guns. But, but anyway, I... I, so the next day I'm like laughing about it. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like that would be even funnier if I actually followed through on this. And so it was just like following through on a stupid thing that I said and just the absurdity of, so I called, uh, Sing Sing, which I was like, what prisons are convenient to my apartment? Sing Sing's like 30 miles north of, of, of New York city called there and booked a show. It ended up being like fucking real, the hardest thing I've done two shows in prisons it's the fucking hardest booking to get so much red tape sure it has to go through the state capitol all this stuff's really hard so it took 
like weeks to book this thing and, and the whole time I'm just laughing my ass off and be like and calling my friends I'm like you remember how we were talking about that I'm like I did it I actually did it Jesus and Christ. we're laughing laughing and um and like I put it on my website because I was like that's hilarious like Dave Hill live at Sing Sing and then the prison actually called they're like oh we were looking at your website which I was like what the fuck are you looking at my website for background <laughs> yeah and they're like we saw you have the show listed could like you know you know people can't just come to this show right ah, that's right <laughs> and I was like yeah of course yeah, but I just thought it would look cool and they're like alright you can keep it and um and so it gets to be about a week before the show and I was like Wait, this is not fucking funny it's at all. Prison, yeah. <laughs> like this is a horrible idea. And um and I was actually visiting my parents at the time and I was just sort of like, Mom, Dad, what do I do? I don't want to go to prison and they're like, David, like you get you got yourself into this, like whatever. So I was gonna email the place and be like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm scared. No. Cause I thought cause the whole thing I was like Sing Sing's like life. It's like you only end up it's there. It's maximum security. Yeah, yeah, you have to have done something fucking really fucked up to be there. It's not like drug yeah, deals. That's it's hardcore felonies. And, yeah, yeah, it's all violent crimes. So, so because my thing was like, what? Why wouldn't they? What would if you were in prison for thirty years? Why not just fucking punch me in the face to enter to yeah. entertain your friends? Yeah. Like, I was like, something bad's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. So, I was like, that just, ah, that, I'm, I'm not into that. So, before I could cancel, though, they emailed me. And they're like, hey, Dave, we're just checking in. Make sure you're still coming. Like, the guys are really excited. And By the way, how do they know the guys are, like, it seems like there's such a separation between inmates and, you know, staff. That, like No, well, this is the thing. When I did it, they're like, hey, could you send a photo? Like, we'll make a poster. Oh, no. We'll make a poster and hang it around to, like, drum up excitement. So, oh, I intentionally my. sent them, and there's a lot of pretty gay photos of me out there, but I, I was like, I'm going to send the gayest one, because, like, that's the best thing I could do. And uh, and so, there's this flyer of me looking just really effeminate, and... um. And and so that's how word was out. They're like, yeah. So I was like, oh fuck, I can't cancel now. They know what I look like, and uh, and I was like, all right, do you know what? You know what can I expect? I really want this to go well. And yeah. Like, like, oh, so so far, two hundred fifty inmates have signed up. They're all maximum security violent felons. They really like jokes about being in jail. Uh, favorite comedians. They're into the Wayans brothers, Cedric the Entertainer, like all the usual. Basically, they, like all like like loud Def Jam yeah, yeah yeah and I'm just like oh boy <laughs> <laughs> and then the, she writes they will no doubt be your toughest crowd like and oh, then puts Jesus. a smiley face emoticon like just a, like tough <laughs> like tough tough not yeah like. and then like so I'm like oh this is bad and um so then did I'm, you have anyone doing it with you I was I was gonna go alone and then I brought uh, my friend Carl Arnheider is a comedian in New York and La Laura Kraft you know Laura <laughs> yeah that's right because so Laura's like yeah I would love to come that would be really fun it's so interesting so um, they came and uh, another buddy of mine came to like run first of all well, so I like I play video during the show and all that and so I was testing out the videos and I had this video I made I bought this like Brazilian like 1980s Brazilian like softcore porn about a women's prison oh, where I had like edited myself into it and I was like oh this is perfect they'll love this this is great so my friend Clark is testing out the videos like before the inmates get in there and like the prison the officials saw it and they're like what 
the fu- it was the scene is like <laughs> these girls are fighting in the yard and one of them shanks the other and then the other guards come out with a hose and start hosing them down and their tops are coming off <laughs> and I had edited myself in like dressed as one of the guards like hosing them down and so is this video available anywhere yeah it's on like I forget where it is I think it's on like Meta Cafe because I, I, I couldn't this. put it on YouTube because it would get taken down yeah. but um so so I was like that'll be great and they were like what the fuck like you're not gonna show this and I was like oh no no uh, he's just testing the DVD to make sure the player's working but I, yeah that would be crazy to play that and then they were like Dave like why don't you go over what you, exactly are you planning on doing here today because they hadn't asked me before that oh, day. and then I, when you think in the context of like what is the wrong thing to show to a bunch of murderers and stuff you realize like wow. pussy. <laughs> you can't because they, the 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 guard was like, you know, that I give it to you. That was a very funny video you just played. <laughs> he's like, but he's like, you know, and they'll love it. You're right, they'll love it. But this is gonna fuck with them. It's gonna create this energy for two weeks, and we're gonna have to deal with it. They're like, you're leaving here later. Like we're gonna have to deal with them get getting it. so yeah. amped up. I can see there. So like, no, no, no. And then I realized, that, like, this other video had, like, me, like, bleeding out of my crotch. And, like, I was like, oh, that's probably bad, too, huh? And they're like, yeah, don't don't show that. And, um, <laughs> but anyway, so, I, and, um, and, and so, as, so I'm setting up, and, and I found this out after, because I, I thought, going back to the guitar thing, I was, I was like, I'm going to play, I'm just going to come out and just shred as hard as I can. Cool. Because yeah. I thought... Whether they think I'm funny or not, like they can't debate that the shredding is pretty sweet. Yeah. I'm like it's it's universal, empirical. Like it's a great thing. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just come out and shred as hard as I can for like a few minutes, and so I hooked up this little amp through the. It was in this like converted chapel. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, oh, and this is the best thing. Uh, the they were it, I preempted like movie night. They were supposed to like how to lose friends and alienate people. <laughs> Like, which is the best. That was the movie they were going to see, but it was canceled because of my show. So, so I find out after the show that as I'm setting up and stuff, the guard comes over to my friend, uh, Carl, and he's like, uh, just so you know, these guys are really harsh, of which, of course, as, as one would assume. And, like, the rule is that they can't, like, you can't just be like, hey, I'm going to head back to my cell. I'm not into this. They they're either all there or they're all leaving. So they kind of like get a vibe whether, so apparently like they don't have comedy coming there, but they have like plays and just different plays a fucking play in prison. Like people will come in and do Shakespeare. And if they don't like it, they scare the shit out of the performer until they're just like, all right, I'm, I'm getting the fuck out of here. So the, no fucking way. Because, because it's like either we're all here, or we're all leaving. So they shut, they basically end the show. So the guards like, if they don't like it's worse him, than the Apollo. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and there's no, there's nothing to stop. There's no barrier. Or anything. Yeah, sure. So, um, so he's like, just, you know, if they don't like it, they're going to fucking scare the shit out of him. Your friend didn't tell you that? No. <laughs> Good. He told me this after. Good. And uh, they're like, so he better come out and really fucking deliver or it's going to be over in like two minutes. I guarantee it. Fucking amazing. So I didn't know. I didn't hear this till after. So I came out and I had my guitar and I just came out 
and just doing finger tapping, just playing a fucking and like playing a medley of like classic rock riffs and just doing as you know, just rocking as hard. Maybe that to answer Sarah's oh, question, Sarah. that might be the hardest I've ever rocked. So Carl told me after that, the guard comes over and he's like, he he did it. They like him. They totally respect him. He's like, I know these guys. And like they, they're totally cool with him awesome. already. Before I said a word, awesome. Um, I did that, and then it went fine. It was the, it was the most fun. And I did, I did like I don't normally do crowd work, but <laughs> but with them, this is what killed me. I remembered the most <laughs> is your your crowd work. You talking about your crowd work? I uh, well, first I like I made I you know I wrote a set basically. Like I found out it was like if you're going to do a college, like find out. Well, like, oh, who's... So I found, like, oh, the... the Warden. I, yeah, the Warden. I found out his name, and I found out, like, the uh, solitary is the box. Yeah. They call it the box. So I'd be just like, you know, hey, are there any of the guys from the box here tonight? And and they'd be like, no, like, because they weren't allowed to... And I'd be like, good, I hear those guys can be real dicks. And, like, they love... You know, just saying stupid shit like yeah. that. And they love that, but then anyway, I'm getting and like it was all basically the rest was based on like what would I be someone's bitch at Sing Sing, and they were like, oh yeah, because like they're they're like we would fuck the shit out of you. They loved it. They were oh, just like whistling. Jesus Christ! And then and it's like 300 dudes at this point end up showing up, and uh, so yeah, my crowd work. I'm starting like, oh, this is going well. Like I'm like starting to be comfortable. So I was like, I'll just kind of fuck around a little bit. So I was like, who here's from out of town? <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and they that's were the best. <laughs> that is the fucking best. And they were sort of like, "Oh, that's actually we get it. That's pretty funny." And uh, then, then I was like, "Oh, who came from farthest away today?" And then they were sort of like, "I didn't know this, but most of Sing Sing is all like funneled through Rikers. It's all like yeah. people in New York, basically. Yeah. You end up there." So they were like, "Well, we're all from." New York mostly except one dude in the front sort of like looking around and he's like oh, I'm from Kansas City and then so I go uh, <laughs> did Joe always want to live on the east coast <laughs> That was it. That's my favorite. I'm like, or did it just work out that way? (laughs) And that was, they were like, watch it. They were like, ooh, they got pissed. They did? Well, they were like, they were like, like, ooh. They they were basically like, all right, that's as far as you can push it with this shit. (laughs) They're like, don't, you better back off. So don't remind the people that they're (laughs) fucking stuck there. And so, did you always want to live on the East Coast or did it work out that way? <laughs> Fuck man. So and then so this thing so like I'm out there and it being a fucking long show. I it's like an hour and a half and I did probably an hour and ten minutes of it. And so Jesus Carl, Carl came out midway and he did a set he did a set basically like on his workout regimen, like a kind of a tough guy thing. Like so it was it was funny. They they really loved it. And um then Laura comes out, oh, and Laura's like, you know, his hair looks beautiful, and she's looking beautiful, and she's got like this pretty red dress on. She's an entertainer. She showed up to do a show, you know? So she comes out there, and she's out there for, she's doing fine, like, and they're not doing, and they're not like saying anything rude. They're kind of like hooting and hollering, hollering, but not not any worse than you would get at like Laugh Factory on a Saturday yeah. night, I imagine. And, uh, but she starts looking over him, like standing at the, you know, in the side of the stage. Um, it's this big stage. And, uh, she's sort of like looking at me. And then she's like, Dave, would you come out here a second? And I think it's part of her bit, you know? And I'm just like, no, no. And she's like, seriously, Dave, would you come over here? 
And then I get out there and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And uh, <laughs> she like backs off the mic. She's like, listen, I really want to get out of here. This is not a joke. This is not part of my... I re-. She's like, I want to leave. And this is all in front of 300 inmates. <laughs> all off mic. She's just like, I realize I can't leave prison, uh, but I do not want to be on stage. I'm not coming back on stage. I'm done. And uh, so I was like, lower craft, everybody. I want to hide is, by someone with a gun. This is, yeah. And, and she later, so anyway, so she, this is the best thing. She goes and she's obviously like, and I'm kind of like, oh shit. She's obviously really upset. She's not out. crying, but she's Panic. really bummed out and just shaken. And she goes to the side of the stage and she's sitting there. And this, they had assigned this like huge guard, like, to, to us like you know if we had to, had to go to the bathroom or whatever and uh and he comes over and he's like are, are you okay and she's like yeah i just got a little scared out there and this is the best thing you probably heard me say this before but so he's like you know why you got scared right and uh she's like well she's expecting like some he's gonna give some like insight of some sort psychological yeah, yeah. she's like why? why why do you think i got scared and the guy goes, <laughs> he goes like um, those guys are all murderers and rapists. <laughs> <laughs> and Laura didn't think that was funny. But I was like, that is the fucking best fucking funniest thing of all time. And the, our whole plan was like, this will be fun. We'll do this show. And then we'll go back into, into New York and we'll go have like, like great dinner and like just like celebrate this thing. We got out like right outside the gate and it was like Laura's like you know you know how we were gonna get dinner can we just go to the first place we see and start drinking right now wow <laughs> she's like I really I just need to start drinking and uh, she I mean this is awful I feel like uh, she doesn't mind me talking about it but um, at least I hope uh, but she was just like she's like you know you wouldn't know this as a guy I think she, she had that feeling like of uh you know, in cartoons where the the one character hasn't eaten in a long time and mm. it's just like the other person's like a turkey drumstick. Yes, she yeah. basically said it was that. Like, like uh, she said, you know, there's a thing that guys don't understand. Like when you're walking down the street and someone's close to you and you're like, you kind of like on your guard, like it feels a little rapey. And she's like, it's a horrible feeling that men will never know. She's like, I just had that feeling times 300. Ugh. She's like, I watch your set and they were loving it and she's like when I walked out there 300 guys she's like it just they glazed over like there was this shift in their eyes fuck and she was like it was the fucking worst experience of my life and she was just like we went out we ended up having dinner and all that and she's still the next day she's like I cried myself to sleep she's like that was the fucking worst thing that's ever but and it was so weird because I had the best time like in my life like it, it's definitely on my list of like best experiences it's weird because laura's at pelican island this weekend <laughs> <laughs> what is that like the women's prison or something no I th- or pelican bay that's the that's a west coast maximum security. oh that's i'd be curious well you know after my, my whole thing was to go to a, a, a women's prison then is um i was gonna um to, I was like, oh, like I should flip it and see how I do, you know. And it turns out there's a prison, right? Women's prison, right? It's the street from my 
apartment in Manhattan. What? Like, you wouldn't even know it. In Manhattan? Yeah, no, it's like the sort of thing. Because, I mean, Sing Sing is the same way. Like, it's hidden. Like, you take the Metro North and you actually go through the... Like, on one side of you is the original prison. And then the other side is the new one, which is, like, from the 40s anyway. But yeah. you wouldn't know unless you look up and you see, like, the... the barbed wire. Yeah, and... Uh, and even getting into the prison, it's like you have to go down a road that like seems like you. Sh- they make it so it's like really hidden. So, the one in Manhattan, like you don't know there's a prison until you're right up on it, and you're like, oh, what the fuck is this? And there's just like a little sign, so it's like super hidden. So, I just saw it one day, and I was like, oh, what's this? And uh, I went and checked it out, and I called them, and I was like, hey, it's Dave. Like you probably heard about my Sing Sing show, and uh, <laughs> but. Uh, I was just like, I want to come there and do a show. And I met with them. It was the same thing. It's a pain in the ass. I had to go there like a few times and talk to them about it. And then, and then like the last time I went there, the guy was like, he's like, well, you know, this is medium security. So it's all about rehabilitation and putting them out in the world and hoping, you know, they don't end up back here or worse or whatever. And he's like, you know, Sing Sing, you can say whatever you want because those guys aren't ever leaving. So you can say the fucking crazy I could swear as much as I want he's like here you can't swear because we don't want them repeating what yeah. you said so it, it all of a sudden became like I was like shit I'd have to write a set like the average comedian or just at like most people's set would not be a pro they want like Bill Cosby I could never nobody yeah. could I mean it's just like they wanted like super clean like the guy's like let me explain to you the difference uh, of the like, like say you have a pack of matches pretend you have a pack of matches I'm gonna tell you what it's like at Sing Sing and I was like okay I have, I have matches he's like can I borrow a match and I'm like okay sure we're like basically doing an improv <laughs> in this guy's office yeah. and he's like okay thanks suck my dick and I was like, what? And he's like, suck my dick. And like, I'm forgetting that we're doing a role playing. I'm like, this is a weird meeting. Like, I'm just trying to book a show. <laughs> like, and he's like, and I was like, I don't understand what you're saying to me. And he's like, I'm trying to tell you. Like, he's like, I just made you my bitch. Like, Sing Sing, those places are like, a, it's the underworlds. And like, here we're actually like, like our inmates go out and they have day jobs sometimes and come back. And like, so I, I ended up not doing it because I was like, I don't think I could go. I don't think I would know what to say. Yeah. But you did another men's prison. I went back to Sing Sing. Again. Was it good? It was good, but wasn't as, it's funny. It's like it, it, the first one was like 300 dudes and the next one. So I thought, cause they were like, oh, that was great. You know, like two weeks later, they're like, they're still talking about you. And like I'm like fuck, I gotta come back. You know, this would be great. And I'm, and I'm thinking, cash of yeah, and prison I, comedians. I'm, I'm thinking like it's gonna be even more dudes this time. This would be sweet. And um, and then when we got there, they're like, well, this one wasn't promoted very well. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? Like, what the fuck do you got to do? Our prison street team wasn't on top of shit. Well, they have all the... It's like a college, basically. It's like, well, last time you were here, like, you, they have, like, the Rastas. They have, like, the Jehovah's Witness. They have, like, different religions, race, like, all this shit. And they have, like, clubs. And they have, like... They'll take it on and be like, hey, uh, yeah, we want to help promote in the show. And, like, this time... <laughs> They're like, yeah, like, you know, Cell Block B didn't even know about it. You know? Cell Block B! <laughs> it was shit like that. So it ended up being like, you know, half, maybe 150 people, dudes. And uh, and it, it was still fun, but it wasn't as fun. You know, th- you know, more people, the better. 
Have you ever thought about recording an out like oh doing yeah. a CD from prison? That would be really amazing. I want to. I mean, the original plan I wanted to shoot it to to the first one, and then somehow they were like, they said no, you can't do anything, you can't bring anything in, and then I ended up calling like Albany the capital, the people, and they're like, well, yeah, the reason we said no, like we'll, we'll let people in with cameras sometimes, but. We figured you were just going to film it and sell it as a DVD and make money. And I was like, yeah, but I would have just given you the mo- like the money. I don't care. Like, I just wanted to do it. Yeah. And, I don't know. So, yeah, I would totally love to do it. But there is this comedian, Moms Mabley. Have you ever heard of her? <laughs> She's like super, like, you know, would be like pre... It's like Joan Rivers was a big fan of hers. But yeah. she apparently... Because I thought... Because originally they were like, yeah, you're the first comedian to do this but then later they were like oh there was this this comedian in the like 50s and 60s there who was. came here every christmas eve wow so i did then on ebay i got a cd of like these bootlegs of hers are they good yeah i mean it's like she's this kind of mom's like, mabley yeah she's basically like a female scatman crawlers or something nice so yeah it's pretty interesting should i check look that out, out for it Mom's Mabley. Uh, all right. I think... We've potted it up. Yeah, we potted the <laughs> shit out of this cast. I'm sorry. I, I ran No, that so was much. great. No, no. This was great. Um, Dave, thanks for being on my podcast. Thanks for having me. And uh, con- continued success here in Los Angeles for the next week or so. A lot of be here. <laughs> until I get thrown back to my shitty life in small town new york City. yeah and thanks to everyone for listening and dave if you want to play us out just sure riff it up and we'll just fade it what out eventually some heavy man oh let's do lay it down
this outro features the music of the fancy. We are the fancy. Don't it.